Hello everyone, 7 Investing CEO Simon Erickson here, and thank you for listening to the 7 Investing Podcast. Our podcast is made possible by our subscribers, who allow us to empower you to invest in your future each and every month. In exchange, we give our subscribers exclusive access to our monthly stock market recommendations from each of our lead advisors. To support this podcast and join other 7 Investing fans in our exclusive subscribers forum, where we discuss the latest market moves in real time, go to 7investing.com slash subscribe to subscribe to 7investing today. We're here to empower you to invest in your future. We are 7investing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 7investing podcast. I'm JT Street from the 7investing marketing team, and I'm here with 7investing CEO Simon Erickson. And today, despite the rainy skies, out in front of me today, we are going to be talking about solar. So, Simon, how are you today? Very sunny down here in Houston, JT. Probably a perfect opportunity to talk about solar panels. That's good. Well, I'm I'm not solar powered, so um, I'm actually the opposite of that. Uh, solar is uh, damaging to me. Uh, so I will not be uh, affected by the clouds negatively. So, uh, you know... One of the things that has been affected negatively has been the U.S. solar manufacturing industry in the last 50 years. Why don't we start there? Yeah. Solar, let, let's do a little bit of a history, I guess, Simon, of, of the United States and solar and the relationship there. It's an interesting way to frame what's going on, I think, JT, because, you know, solar is kind of the perfect example of something that was developed here within the United States. It was back in the 50s that it was Bell Labs that kind of created the very first solar photovoltaic cell. We just always call PV now. But it was a way that you could actually take the sun's energy and turn it into useful electricity. Right at around like a 4% efficiency. 4% of the energy from the sun was actually being converted into electricity. And it's come a long way in the 70 years or so since then, uh, remembering that we, we were the ones that kind of developed this here in California. Uh, but then it was really kind of first the Japanese out in the 19, late 70s or mid 70s, rather, and, you know, in response to the rising oil prices, right? The embargo from OPEC that kind of pushed the price of oil up 3x within a single year. And then the Japanese and Sanyo and Panasonic were the ones that said, you know, hey, we need to start scaling this up. Let's start actually getting some photovoltaic cells produced in larger quantities. Something similar happened in the 80s. You know, Germany kind of in response to Chernobyl, um, nuclear was a no-no word for a little while there. And they said we need another reliable source of energy. And so solar really got working there. But it's really these last couple of decades that it's been China more than anyone that has really put the money into manufacturing and getting economies of scale for solar PV production. And, and we're at solar panels now that are around, you know, 24, 25% efficiency, best in class. And almost all of them are made in China. JT. And so the question now becomes, you know, everyone's talking about renewable energy. Everybody wants more solar power out there, but it's also, we've got some kind of tense relationships with China. We've got bans on what can be imported in the United States when it comes to germanium and gallium, which are semiconductor materials. We've got new bans now on what can be used for battery grade graphite coming from China into the U.S. You know, has been banned. And so as we're starting to think about, can we scale up our renewable energy industry? Part of it being solar, part of it being batteries, part of it being other things that are required, especially electric vehicles. You know, is America interested in developing and manufacturing a lot of that here within its own shores? 
And the answer is, is certainly yes. And the Inflation Reduction Act has got a lot of provisions that are dedicated uh, either through tax credits or loans or other incentives for American manufacturing to be done right here domestically, in part to promote our own industry, in part to not be reliant on, uh, on imports from other countries. How long do you think it's going to take to see that investment start to manifest in, in actual real terms, in terms of, you know, when are we going to see made in the USA, you know, solar panels uh, flooding the marketplace here? If, if that's, are we, I guess, is, is the first question. And then if so, how long will it take? We are. And so, you know, just to kind of put some numbers to it first, the IRA has committed $369 billion uh, for um, through the combination of production tax credits and investment tax credits. And so really quick, just put everyone to sleep. What that means is you can either invest in a factory that's going to do, you know, you, you can build a recycling center, you can build, you know, a solar manufacturing uh, facility, whatever. Is that would, You get a one-time kind of credit from an investment, uh, capital equipment like that. Or you can choose a production tax credit where you're producing the much-needed things that are, that are going into and so right now, a lot of the interest is in a production tax credit because this would be making the, uh, the PV wafers themselves, the, the solar wafers, the cells, you know, the modules, the inverters, uh, the microinverters, you know, even things like the battery cells or the battery modules or critical materials that are required for those. Like this is kind of the infrastructure you need to get into more finalized products out there. And so we, we're starting to see, to answer your question more directly, uh, companies are are taking advantage of, of that, right? They're actually taking advantage of the DOE loans and getting uh, steel on the ground for facilities that will be doing these things. One example I saw a couple of weeks ago was a company called Cubic PV. Uh, was up there at MIT, you know, talking about, hey, they're going to build a billion dollar factory. Uh, most probably in Texas, even though they haven't confirmed that, but it most likely here in Texas, that they're going to take advantage of the DOE loan for uh, two thirds of the financing that it'll cost. And then actually uh, get the other third from equity funding. You know, they've got some kind of some, some equity funding on the side there too. But they're going to be doing a completely different way of using molten silicon to produce the solar, the solar PV cells themselves. Very different from the solar ingots that you can then have to saw and you have a lot of waste material. That's kind of the traditional way of doing it. But like a new technology that they're going to scale up from funding from this loan, probably within the next year, maybe two years, have a facility here in the United States that's going to back. Um, this is a touchy subject a lot of times, you know, almost every time you say funding or DOE loan or anything like that, someone was going to raise their hand and stand up and say they don't want to pay more taxes. Uh, but this is kind of also necessary in the earliest stages of new technologies. Uh, it's very, very hard to be optimized on the very, very first factory that you're building. You have to have something you can get this learning curve up and running because the second factory is going to be 30% more efficient than the first. Third factory is going to be 30% more efficient than that. Uh, but if you want to do something, even like solar PV was, like we were talking about 70 years ago, it's going to be what country or what company is willing to put a couple billions of dollars into work in, in scaling this up so you can actually get it to be economically affordable. And that's exactly what China did with PV, and that's why they're 100% supplier of, of the world's PV today. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. 
Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armor All products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll. Less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. What do you think the timeline is going to look like here? I mean, we're, we're talking about a billion dollars for a factory, which, you know, honestly makes me happy because I was worried that it was going to be just $300 billion directly in the door-to-door salesman asking me if I want solar panels on my roof. So I'm really glad to hear that that's going a different direction because I feel like we're already kind of glutted on that. So uh, when do we think that the timeline is going to be for something like this? How long do these things take to school up? Yeah, it depends on a lot of, you know, who's going to be using it in the first place. Um, The answer for renewable energy is a lot of manufacturing processes and then a lot of the most power consuming applications are already ready they're saying you know hey if you can if you can fund um a project that's going to give this utility you know the the uh, renewable energy that it needs to meet a renewable energy standard or whatever else it is that, that they're interested in running those are already going right now bigger picture jt you and i talked about nuclear on the show a couple of uh days ago I mean, projects like those are going to take a little bit longer, but there's still a captive demand for data centers, for industrial applications. You know, we talked about Dow Chemical here in the U.S., I mean, things like that. They're ready to go. Utilities are ready to go. Industrial applications are ready to go. The grid is going to take a little longer because there's transmission required for it too. But this is something that isn't just perpetually 10 years away. Uh, we talk about solar, solar power and solar energy and solar panels. Uh, the funds from this IRA, you know, from these tax credits, they're being put to work right now. This is, uh, I guess, predates my uh, entry into the investing sphere, but I do remember a lot of people, I guess it was about five, 10 years ago, um, getting kind of caught with their hands in the cookie jar, I guess uh, it would, would be a decent metaphor uh, when it came to solar investing, right? So solar was going to be a big thing. Green energy was going to be a big thing. They they threw a bunch of money into solar uh, projects and, and companies and then have not yet been super thrilled about the return on that investment, I guess, to, uh, to put it diplomatically. Uh, do you think that that is a risk for investors still today, that we're still uh, in that space? Or, or do you think this might be approaching, I guess, a bottom of sorts where it might be a decent time to get in? Uh, Clean Energy 1, 1.0 was it was a pretty much a colossal failure in the United States, right? There was there was billions of dollars lost on projects that didn't really go anywhere. 
wasn't really mapped out. You know, venture capitalists poured a lot of money into projects that didn't take root and actually kind of have the second, you know, where are we going from here, right? It still ended up going to back what was the cheapest option and how can we get the price as low as possible. I think we're starting to see a more coordinated game plan come together for this. Uh, keeping in mind, this is not, you can't just have one piece of this puzzle without a lot of them fitting together. Solar PV will be one piece of this, but you've also got, you know, battery modules for battery storage, right? And so we're starting to see companies like, even like Tesla, you know, with a power wall and, you know, things that they're trying to do for residential energy storage. Companies like um, EOS Energy Enterprises right now is working on kind of new zinc-based battery storage, you know, utility-scale battery storage. And then you, if you wanted to go a little bit more to the residential side of, of solar, you know, companies like Sun Power are now trying to figure out how, how can you actually get this into residential communities? How do you get people to actually deploy solar, knowing that we didn't have a lot of luck with that in years past? And even companies like First Solar, who wants to make the PV modules, you know, if they have a domestic supplier of things like that, can they get their costs down and also have security of supply? And then the components of them too, companies like Enphase Energy is producing the micro inverters they're required, you know, and then the apps to monitor how your solar panel efficiencies are going too. And then on top of all that, I mean, we haven't even touched on EVs yet. Maybe that's even another podcast, but you've got half a trillion dollars committed from EV manufacturers. You know, the companies, uh, the German automakers, Tesla is an automaker. Everybody's, nobody's wanting to get caught behind you know, when it comes to using batteries for, for electric vehicles. So the money is there. It just, you've got to have the projects and you've got to have the technology that has a roadmap on how you can get to where you need to be so that you're specced into a project that then becomes commercially viable. And so all these pieces are kind of connecting right now. JT, I think that we're doing a better job with it this time than we did in Clean Energy 1.0 in the U.S. Um, I'm, I'm kind of excited. There's a lot of funding for this right now. You know, and entrepreneurs are getting their hands on that, putting billion dollar factories in the ground, getting equity commitments from, you know, VCs and other investors. And then kind of benefiting from this learning curve that's going to push the cost of them down. It doesn't happen overnight, but I think that you got to think longer term. Keeping in mind, energy projects are typically a 10-year time. Okay, so this is, if the IRA was passed in the last couple of years, 10-year time window from that, looking like something to keep an, a weather eye on, a solar weather eye on as we move forward. So um, let's... Let's condense this up uh, as, as we wrap up here, Simon, if, if you could give someone a, a one minute takeaway, everything they need to know about solar in the United States from an investing point of view in one minute, what would you tell them? Yeah. I mean, draw the, draw the comparisons to Tesla, right? Like how many companies before Tesla were really all in on EVs? Not many, at least not many of the big automakers. And now how many of the big automakers are going all in on EVs? Every single one of them is, right? And I think you're going to see the same thing with, with, with solar energy, with batteries. I mean, there, there, there takes kind of this, this, this disruption of the existing industries to kind of push that inflection point. And uh, whether that's funding for, for companies that it's necessary for, you know, innovators to get out there and do something different, or whether that's a regulation or a mandate, you know, that you've got to kind of change your, your power production profile, your utility or whatever it looks like. I mean, things like these are coordinated between governments and the industry, but it does tend to happen um, revolutionary rather than evolutionary. You know, it's not just a small little step that happens one step at a time. It's all of a sudden you've got a big bump or an Elon Musk out there that disrupts things. And I think we're kind of reaching that point in energy 
the United States. And solar is going to be one one portion of that that's going to be an opportunity for investors that are kind of thinking, what's what's this going to look like five years in the future? Now's the time to start looking at putting companies on your watch list. A little bit over a minute, but we'll give it to you. You, you brought something up in that, though, that I wanted to, to tap on for just a second here. Uh, you brought up Elon and Tesla. And uh, interestingly enough, Tesla is has has decided that they are not going all in on solar. They they kind of thought they were for a while and then have been spooling down their their solar business as they move into more battery technology. So, you know, if we're looking for the Tesla of the the American solar power industry, I was hoping Tesla was going to be the Tesla of the American solar power industry as a Tesla investor, but it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. So you know, not to throw cold water on this, but if if Tesla and Elon can't get it right, who can? Yeah, and, and Tesla doesn't want to be putting solar PV modules on the tops of all of its cars, right? Like it did go out and it acquired Solar City, you know, if we remember that acquisition. But it, it really wasn't trying to get into the solar power production. It was trying to get into the renewable, uh, sustainable future. Of, of the master plan that Elon kind of detailed several years ago, right? And solar had a piece in that, but I think he was always more interested in batteries because of the parallels with, with Tesla, right? What is the thing that, that solar power has right in common with, with his, with his, you know, with the Roadster and then the Model 3 and, you know, and everything else, it was the battery. And, and that was why you saw the gigafactories scaling up so rapidly and the solar was kind of on the side. And you've seen now Tesla's getting out of the installation game that, you know, it's kind of the focus of Solar City years ago. They're still making the string-based inverters, micro-inverters. They're still building the battery packs uh, for residential. But I, I think that's that's more of their competence, Jeep. I think that, that you're right that it's the batteries that Tesla and, and Elon are more interested in rather than trying to go all in on PV production. So that, installation, yeah. so that leaves an opening in the market for for whoever can crack this nut. Uh, that's going to be an interesting one to watch as as we build our watch list in the future, knowing that there is three hundred billion dollars worth of uh, you know pie to be divvied up here uh, among those who are able to do this right. And the financing piece of it too, right? You know, if you do want a residential solar project, you want to. I mean, a lot of people aren't able to just kind of go out there and fund, you know, the thirty, fifty, eighty thousand dollars, whatever it's going to be for how large your system is going to be. Uh, we're at a pretty high interest rate environment right now where a lot of those projects just don't make sense. Uh, if interest rates do, in fact, come down, do we see a resurgence of that again? Maybe, but it's still a it's still a really tough industry when you're talking about solar installations and finance. Hard to make the economics work out on that, at least for right now. I want the crazy sci-fi solar to happen still. Like, I, I know that it's probably not going to, but... I'm still holding out hope for, you know, PV cells on the road, like roads made out of like photovoltaic cells where you could just like get energy from the things that we're building to drive on or, or crazy like shingles that are actually mini PV cells. Like, you know, I don't know, build it into a coffee cup. I, I don't know, just make everything able and everything that touches the sun now becomes a solar receptacle. That's that's what I want. I know it's not going to happen, but my, the sci-fi guy in my brain wants to drive on a road of solar panels. You know, the, the neat thing about solar, and, you know, this was something one of SunPower's executives was recently just chatting about what the conference that I just had, but, you know, the, it doesn't go up in price. 
the sun is still going to shine at the same rate that it did the, the previous year, you know, whereas fossil fuels are going to get a lot of utilities are charging more and more every year. Don't give them any right? ideas, so, Simon. Don't, you know, I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, if you're tired of price increases on your utility bill, they're, they're going after the residents, you know, and the people with homes and saying, Hey, if you want to lock in for 30 years and you know what your, your electricity costs are going to look like, this is the advantage. There's some benefit to that too, especially if you're in a state where you, your electricity rates have been going up soon. Okay, well, I'll make sure I have my no soliciting sign on my door reinforced as the glut of solar salesmen are, is undoubtedly going to increase over the next 10 years. So if you're looking for a growth industry, maybe door-to-door solar sales is where it's going to be. Simon, thank you so much for this update. Uh, again, we're looking at maybe EOS, maybe Tesla, maybe some of the players in the battery space, and then we're all going to look for that that Goldilocks, that diamond in the rough in the in the solar power uh, sphere as we move forward. If you would like to be alerted when we find that company, uh, you can do so by becoming a Seven Investing subscriber for just one dollar uh, for your first week. You'll get a week to look at every recommendation we've ever done, read the reports, uh, hang out in the Discord forum. You'll get our buy guide, which details the seven strategies that we use to determine when to actually pull the trigger on a stock and say, yes, we're going to buy this now. You can get all that for just a dollar for your first week by becoming a seven investing subscriber. That's at www.seveninvesting.com slash buy dash guide. We'll also put that link in the description below this podcast. So for Simon Erickson, I'm JT Street. Thank you so much for listening. We empower you to invest in your future.